This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Should you be afraid when hunting predators? At what point should you carry a backup gun? We're going to answer these questions and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're talking about the dangers that are present when hunting predators. People ask, should they be afraid when they're hunting predators? It's a legitimate question, and it's not a straight answer either. As you can imagine... Uh, what you consider a predator very much affects the answer to that question. Now, on one hand, you have uh, what we call more small game than predators. Um, you know, but you're you're talking about raccoons, foxes, coyotes, um, and animals of similar size and scale. And when you're hunting these kinds of animals, there is almost no danger whatsoever to the hunter. Um, I mean, coyote attack of a full-grown adult walking around the woods carrying a gun. Uh, I can't even think of a scenario or, or a story where this has happened, uh, except maybe in the rare exception of a rabid animal. <clears throat> but those are rarely encountered hunting. Um, and, and, you know, when and where the animal should be. But, you know, aside from that, I, I can't even think of a scenario or a story where a hunter had been attacked by what, I, what I'm going to call a small game predator. Um, but there's something more at work here than just that. Because fear isn't rational. And this is a big point for this episode, 
Um, and it's, it's much bigger than, than this particular question, but this is a good time to dive into it. You know, coyotes don't attack people, but coyotes are scary in the dark, when you're outside, by yourself, far from home. Like the animal in and of itself is not a threat, yet it can be scary. Um, and there's, there's even more to it than just that. Of course, I'm going to talk about some big predators here momentarily and, and weigh in on what is maybe more relevant uh, to the original question that's being asked. But I don't think it's more relevant to the average listener. I think what I'm saying right now actually uh, touches more people. And that is that fear isn't rational. You know, you go into the woods and it's pitch black out and you're deer hunting or whatever you're hunting. You get up into a tree stand and it's pitch black. You can't see anything and you hear something. So many people, their first instinct is what was that? There, 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 there's a, a fear associated with the unknown, with the dark, with what could be out there. And if you're hunting on the ground, sitting against a tree, that fear can be much stronger even still. You're not even insulated or buffered with the tree stand. You're like, what is that? Some people just straight up afraid to go out into the woods when it's dark. And I don't just mean two or three people. And these are not folks that are scared of the dark, though that is a fear. But there's something about dark woods that is scary. There's something about it that keeps deer hunters from getting in the stand at the ideal time. There's something about it that keeps predator hunters from getting out at the ideal time. There's something about it that keeps people hunting anything out of the woods. And that is that the woods can be scary particularly when it's pitch blackout. Even if you have flashlights, you're, there's, there's just this compounding effect when you bring the dark into it. And when you're hunting small predators, much of the time you're doing it in the dark. Uh, maybe the most effective time to hunt coyotes and foxes is at night, is in the dark. And oftentimes you're not using regular flashlights, you're using red lights that give you just a little bit of visibility compared to a traditional white light. Or maybe you're using green or something else. But um, you have this dark factor. And you may not be afraid of the dark, but to be out in the woods in the dark where there are predators or animals that can add a degree that's just a little something that's unnerving to people. And I've had people write in and, and ask questions about this. You know, what do we do? How do you how do you beat this particular fear? How do you how do you overcome that uneasiness? How do you get comfortable with being in the woods? Well, okay, there's a couple different ways to go about that. Um and uh, you know, on one hand, fear comes from the unknown. All right. It comes from the unfamiliar. So just by doing it more, just by going out more, particularly by doing it more in places where, um, you know, you're, you're able to go on a regular basis, 
by becoming more familiar, by taking the unknown out of the location, but also taking the unknown of being out in the woods at night, you just, the more you do it, the more familiar it becomes, that in and of itself can be an effective way to beat that kind of fear, to overcome that. On the other hand, uh, you know, the pastor in me wants to give you an entire sermon right now on what fear is, where fear comes from, how to resist fear, how to beat fear, how to defeat fear in your life once and for all. And I, I, I could literally preach you probably a 10-week seminar on the subject, though that's not what you're here for and that's not the purpose of this episode. But there's certainly a lot more to that question from a psychological standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, than is, is necessary or appropriate to get into in this particular episode. If you want to hear more about that, go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the contact page, and let me know. If enough people are interested in, in that subject and going into that kind of depth and detail, I am more than happy to do it. I would love to do it if people actually wanted that. But for this episode, we're, we're, we don't, we're not going that deep into that subject. But you have this just fear of being in the woods when it's dark. And when you're hunting predators especially, you're thinking about predators. You're thinking about things with sharp teeth or pointy claws. You're thinking about, you know, what if there's a rabid raccoon? Um... You know, you're, you're, these kinds of thoughts rise to the top of your mind because you're engaged in that kind of related activity. And so additional fear springs out of that. So you've got to confront that. You've got to beat that. You've got to push that back. You've, you've got to focus on the reality of the situation. And that is that small predators are not a threat to you. They are more afraid of you than you could ever be of them. They don't want to get close to you. You know, people hunting, people hunt coyotes with shotguns. Why? Because they want the most challenging hunt possible. They want to have to get them within 50 yards because they're expert hunters and they know it's just so hard to do. It's so difficult to do because these creatures are so wary and have such sharp senses that they view it as the ultimate victory to get them into shotgun or maybe even archery range because it's just so hard to do. And that's when you're trying to. All right, you're using calls. You've got decoys. You're hidden in the darkness. You're you're dressed in black. You've got the wind, uh, you know, blowing away from them, and and so it doesn't carry your scent to them. You're making no sounds, no movements. You're doing everything you can possibly do to try to trick that animal to come in close enough to hit it with a shotgun. And people get a real rush when they're able to do that because it's a feat. All right. These animals are programmed and wired to never get that close to you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. They don't want to do it unless they, they are sick 
and and and, and you know they're they're just not going to do that the fear of man is put into these animals by god and they don't want to get close to you they don't want to mess with you they're not rallying looking for a time and place to to jump you um, you know, the coy- pack of coyotes is not scheming and plotting, looking for the right moment that they can get on top of you. That's just not happening. These animals are afraid of you. They, that is, that is not just a uh, convenient thing. God put the fear in them to fear you. You're not supposed to be afraid of them. All right. They're naturally afraid of you because that was added to them for this purpose, to keep you safe. And because you have a higher place of authority in this world, you have dominion over them. And so they naturally respect and are afraid of you. So you don't need to be afraid of these kinds of things when you're out hunting. All right. Any exceptions to that are, like I said, animals that are sick, animals that are diseased, animals that you are much less likely, if not almost never, going to encounter when hunting them. It's, it's at broad daylight on a Tuesday in a neighborhood when these animal, one of these animals wanders by and they're, they're exhibiting... Um, you know, any number of different sicknesses or symptoms, that is more likely when these kind of things are spotted and seen. In the woods, when animals get sick and these kind of things happen, they're usually taken out by other predators. They usually don't last long. They last longer in neighborhoods than they do in the woods because uh, unless you got, you know, neighbors like my kind of neighbors who uh aren't going to let one of those walk by for too long and before they take care of it. But uh, it, it's just it's not a, a threat that you are ever likely to encounter as a hunter in the woods when hunting. And even if you did, let me remind you, you are armed. You have a gun or at least a bow, but pretty much always a gun. Very few people are hunting these kind of predators with a bow, though it it can happen. You're armed one way or another. You are armed, so you can shoot them. But like I said, it's it's so minuscule, any sort of chance that anything like that would ever be encountered by you while you're hunting, trying to find these animals, uh, you you can just write it off. Now, we have larger animals than these. Larger animals than, than the small game. You're like, George, you know, coyotes can get pretty big. You know, they, coyotes can be 30 pounds. In certain parts of the country, they can be 40 pounds. Some people have even claimed 50-pound coyote-wolf hybrids. Well, you know, that may be possible that some of them can get that big. That's eh, still small. They're still afraid of you. They're, 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 they have nothing in them that wants to get close to you. Now, we start talking about bigger predators, all right? Um, you know, mountain lions, bears, other big cats, um, and wolves. And, you know, if you're going to Africa, you have, you've got other things you could add to that list. But 
most people listening to this aren't in Africa. Uh, though a small handful are, and uh, you know, while I appreciate the, the different kinds of game that you guys have there, I just can't go much in depth because 99.9% of the people listening aren't there and never will be. Uh, but I do appreciate you. Um, nonetheless, for this particular episode, we're, we're talking to the U.S. audience mostly. And so you've got bigger game animals that are out there that you might be hunting. Now, when we talk about these bigger animals, typically you're not hunting them in the dark. But maybe they just exist where you are, okay? And so maybe you're hunting coyotes, but the place that you're hunting has these bigger game animals to be afraid of. Fair point, fair point. So um, in the case of, let's just go one at a time here. You're looking at bears. Highly unlikely that you would ever encounter, let's say a black bear that is going to be a threat to you. Again, hard to get close to these animals. Hunters try, oftentimes with little success, to get within rifle range of a black bear. Um, and, and, and when they succeed, as soon as that bear detects or spots them, it is gone. All right, And a black bear is, is very rarely ever going to be a threat to a hunter. Unless you, you somehow get between that bear and its cubs or you corner it, uh, very unlikely that there would ever be any threat whatsoever. To the point where, you know, where I hunt, we there are black bears. The thought never even crosses my mind. The let the there's never has ever been any concern. Okay, well maybe once, maybe and this is a this is a short story worth telling. I was out turkey hunting one day, in the mountains, just way up in the ridges, far from any humans, just way way out there. And I was coming across some pretty big bear sign. I was like, oh, wow, there are some big bears around these parts. But I'm turkey hunting. And uh, at one point, I'm sitting against the tree. Wasn't hearing a lot of turkeys that day, but I finally heard one. And so I was trying to work this bird. And I'm sitting there making all these turkey sounds. And the thought came to me. You're in an area full of large bears and you're in full camo hiding on the ground next to a tree making turkey sounds and noticing that very few other turkeys are making turkey sounds. I thought, hmm, if ever anybody was trying to bait in a bear unaware, that was me. Now, I didn't see any bears. I didn't have any legitimate fear that came up, but I, I started wondering, okay, how close would that bear have to be for these turkey shells? To, uh, to have any impact. And the answer was too close. Uh, now, I didn't just quit hunting and leave, but I started to just become a little bit more aware of my surroundings, realizing that, you know, a bear doesn't want to attack me, the hunter, but a bear may be looking for a turkey and they may try to sneak up on a turkey. And if I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time, well, you know, there's a chance that, uh, uh, you know, something you know, undesirable could go down or that bear could get too close for comfort. Again, I'm carrying a gun. However, 
sometimes you want to ponder these kinds of things. It's not unrealistic to think, okay, I'm posing as an animal. Uh, is there a chance that you know a, a bear might come in looking for that animal? They're not looking for me, but they're looking for that hen turkey. But we're talking about predator hunting. So you would not go out hunting bears or coyotes or anything else uh, pretending to be a turkey. That's a turkey hunting topic. But there's some certainly some, some parallels and things to consider. But for the most part, black bears are of no threat to hunters whatsoever, except in the most rare circumstances. And again, you're armed with a gun. Now, if you got a 22, okay, that may not be significant, but you know, if you're out there hunting predators with a, a 223, 22, 250, or anything larger, uh, you know, pretty much any center fire rifle, you have more than enough power to discourage any kind of animal like that that might get curious or aggressive though the chances of it happening are so unbelievably rare. All right, it's just just not likely, period. Now, you get to bigger bears, grizzly bears, brown bears. That game changes a little bit. By and large, these bears are not interested in you. By and large, you have to work to get close to them. By and large, they are not a direct threat. However, when you get a bear that stands over 10 foot tall, if it's hungry, I'm not just talking sick, I'm talking hungry. Mm, you, especially sitting on the ground, um, you know, or, or wherever you might be, if you get close, could become an unintended target. We're talking about significantly sized animals, massive animals. If they're hungry enough, you know, generally speaking, they're afraid of humans. But if they're hungry enough, they may not be so afraid. Now, oftentimes, you know, what they tell you to do, stand strong, stand tall, stand your ground, Make yourself look big and try to scare the bear off. Now, you weigh 200 pounds. The bear weighs, you know, five times what you weigh, maybe more. Uh, you know, there shouldn't be any reason for that animal to be afraid of you. However, sometimes, well, actually most of the time, they are still afraid of you because that's the way it's supposed to be. But if they're hungry enough, they can overcome that indwelt trepidation probably easier than most other animals because they're just so large and so powerful. However, by and large, the greatest threat from predators to hunters is when the hunter is hunting that bear. So if you're hunting a black bear and that bear you're able to get within 50 yards of that bear and you shoot it and it's not a quick or instant kill shot, that enraged bear may try to get back at whatever it perceived just hurt it. And that's where people get charged by bears while hunting. And that is, while still not likely, 
is much more reasonable scenario than all the other ones we've talked about thus far, probably. And so those kinds of situations can put large brown bears into the dangerous game category. And there's not a whole lot of dangerous game animals in the United States or in North America, period. Dangerous game, uh, you know, there's various definitions for what that means. But I put dangerous game in the category of when shot is likely and able to try to attack its attacker. All right. So that's the category that, that, that I put dangerous game into. Uh, deer, pretty much unheard of, would ever, you know, turn and try to attack the hunter. I, I can't even think of a scenario that ever happened. Now, I have heard of scenarios where guys shot a deer, thought it was dead, walked up on it. It was very not dead. And the gear sprung up and gored him with his antlers to knock him out of the way. And then the deer ran away. And that has happened, though exceedingly rare. Um, anything that came upon that wounded animal was probably going to get bucked and, and, and while the animal was trying to escape. But the animal did not come after the hunter. And, you know, once or twice a year, you might hear about something like that happening with the millions and millions of hunters out there. Right. But deer are not dangerous game. Very few animals have the, the wherewithal as well as the physical strength and stamina and, and ability to, to endanger the hunter and then have the, the, just the wild impetus to do so if they are wounded. But large, black, or large brown bears are in that category. And so if you are in brown bear country... I would recommend, now if you're hunting them, that's one thing. If you're just in the country, I would usually recommend, especially if it's in the times of the year where they're known to be more aggressive, hungrier, to, that you would carry a firearm capable of persuading such a bear to, uh, to not continue a, a, a poorly decided course of action bent on attacking you. And so that may just mean making sure you have a significant enough rifle. That may mean carrying a large caliber handgun. Um, there's not a lot of people that live in those kinds of scenarios, but there's a significant number. It's not unheard of. So if you're in those kinds of locations where you've got animals like that around, you may want to be armed, uh, especially if you're out, you know, if you're hunting bears, that's one thing. But in general, just being out in that country, um, you may indeed want to want to have some some additional protection on you. Now, I'm going to maybe circle back a little bit and talk more about some pieces of that here. But let me go on and talk about some other uh, predator type animals. Say you're going after big cats. Um, you know, lots of places you can hunt bobcats, but I, those, I put those into the small game predator box, uh, mountain lions. I'm not sure if there's anywhere in the U S you can actually hunt mountain lions. Um, I can't think of anywhere, but of course I don't know everywhere. Uh, 
but you're highly unlikely, at least from what I know, to be hunting a mountain lion. But could mountain lions be a threat? Almost never. Mountain lions, while large, while capable animals, are very much afraid of humans. And unless you picked up one of their cubs and started running away with it, I find it almost incomprehensible that you'd be attacked by a mountain lion. Of course, there are flukes and rarities and things that have happened over the years and decades, but by and large, people have to work at getting close to mountain lions. Um, It is just, you know, an adult human is pretty much you you have to want to get close to a mountain lion and then that mountain lion doesn't want to be close to you most of the time little ones that can be a different thing you know if you've got a a two-year-old running around in the backyard um you know that's that's not the same deal and so you want to be careful in those kinds of scenarios but that two-year-old's not going hunting so Um, In the the context of this conversation, mountain lions are really not something you need to be concerned about um, attacking you. That just, it's pretty much never happens. Not to say it can't ever happen, but um, even in the few cases where it does happen, usually you're mistaken for another animal. And as soon as the mountain lion realizes, oh, this is not the animal I thought I was looking for, well, it doesn't want any, it doesn't want to play anymore. But by and large, that's not a significant concern for a full grown adult. Um, You know, sometimes people say, you know, keep an eye up on the trees, you know, in case they drop out of the trees on you. Uh, you know, maybe like panthers in the jungle, that maybe happens or something, but not really mountain lions in the continental U.S. Um, again, anything can happen, but that just doesn't really happen. So usually not something you need to be concerned about. Um, not a significant deal. Other things that you might go after or, or find yourself encountering, um, you know, alligators. If, if you're hunting down south, alligators are probably a bigger threat and a more legitimate threat than anything else we've talked about so far. Bears are a big threat, but um, very rarely, even still, even the big ones, very rarely do they attack people. Alligators much more likely to take their chances going after a person um, if they're in the wrong place at the wrong time, especially if they get big enough. So gators are, I would be more concerned with gators than pretty much everything else we've talked about today combined. If you're in a place where there are gators, now even still, generally, they don't attack people. But you encroach on their turf, you get right up on top of them, you know, they may not try to eat you, but they may attack you in defending themselves or their territory more likely. Um, But, you know, I'm not, I don't cover alligator hunting as a hunting topic on this podcast, at least I never have thus far. Um, Anything's possible for the future, but we're not talking about gator hunting here. 
But duck hunting in places where they're gators is a real thing. And so that's not predator hunting though, right? If you're duck hunting, you're not hunting predators. So I'm not going to touch that one too much, although that could warrant its own standalone episode if you really wanted to get into it. Other one is wolves. Wolves are uh, a apex predator in their own right, and they are very strong, large, powerful, but even still very afraid of humans. Very hard to get close to wolves. Hunting wolves is exceedingly difficult. Trapping them is much easier. And still, a wolf caught by a trapper is kind of like the holy grail of all trapping animals. It's, it's the, the, like the greatest thing that you could possibly accomplish as a, as a master trapper. And so it's really hard to trap them. It's much harder to hunt them. And it's even harder to get attacked by them. However... Wolves do travel in packs, and pack animals like wolves can get more aggressive and can um, get more, uh, what's the right word here, um, you know, they can have loftier uh, expectations when they're together. And so, of course, wolves take down big animals. Wolves take down um, moose in packs absolutely happens. So for a wolf pack to take down a human would be much easier than taking down a moose. But wolves are afraid of humans and they see a moose as food. So it's very unlikely, one, that you would ever be successful getting close enough to a wolf to hunt a wolf if you're in a place where hunting wolves is legal and you have the appropriate tags and permissions. They're protected in most places, one, because they're so rare, and two, because they don't pose much threat to humans. But, that said, um, if you're out hunting other animals and there's wolves in the area, should you be afraid? And the answer is pretty much no. Um, Slightly more chance that a pack of wolves might try to take on a person if they're starving than say, you know, you encountering a rabid animal of of some other persuasion that has lost its natural inhibitions. But even still, that is so incredibly rare. It's almost inconsequential for the average hunter in the average place. In fact, most people that are attacked by a predator... It happens when after they have killed some other large game and they're trying to dress or take out the carcass and a predator that's starving comes and is willing to to try to challenge them for the carcass. And so that's more likely when something like that may happen. Um, And the way that it most often happens is not you sitting there gutting out your elk and then a bear or a wolf comes. It's you're sitting there, you're cutting up your elk or your moose and you're carrying, you know, a piece of it out of the woods and then you come back and that animal has laid claim to the kill that you made. And um, it will f- may fight you and, and not let you back. And people try to just shoo them away and that does not always work and it doesn't always work out well. 
That is more often how those kind of attacks and things happen. However, wolf attacks exceedingly rare, but may sometimes happen. Big bear attacks are exceedingly rare, but not that rare. And so from all these animals, the only one that is really, I think, of noteworthy concern are big bears. Uh, you know, brown bears and maybe the biggest of the big black bears, but mostly brown bears. Uh, black bears just don't have the same temperament. Brown bears are, are, they're used to being the biggest thing that there is. They're used to being the, the, the biggest, meanest, strongest animal in the forest. And so brown bears have just more aggressive by nature, generally speaking, than, brown, than black bears are. And so if you're in an area that is known for brown bears, particularly a time of year where they're hungry or feisty, um, you may very well want to make sure you take something into the woods with you. Whether that's bear spray, which is more effective than, than people give them credit for, uh, 44 Magnum, which is more effective than bear spray most of the time, or uh, you know whatever full-size rifle that you might be taking, it is wise, especially if you might kill an animal and uh, you're trying to drag out, you know, carcass or whatever. It is wise to be armed with something capable of dealing with that threat. Now, I don't think that is necessarily applies to anything else on this list in North America. You know, wolves, like I said, not really a significant threat to humans. Um, if you're in wolf territory and there are wolves active in that area and you've heard them and you know they're around, I would probably go armed um, in some capacity. But if you're hunting, you are already armed. And most of the time, those situations can be dealt with by firing a warning shot into the air. Because usually the only reason a person is even considered by a pack of wolves is they think you're something else. But nonetheless, a warning shot is often all you need. So not overly concerned about wolves. Uh, still worthy of some concern. Not concerned about anything in the feline category in North America. And not really concerned about anything smaller than that. Um... I would be most concerned with bears and maybe snakes. And chances are you're, you're not going to encounter a snake in a scenario where that snake wants to attack you. But if you step on a rattlesnake by accident, that is a bigger concern and harms more people than, than pretty much most of the predators in the, in, on the continent. And so a uh, much bigger concern, though, is accidents falling tripping, accidental discharge uh, of a firearm, those kind of things injure more people than predators do every year. So should you be afraid of predators while you're hunting? Or by should you be afraid of the predators that you are hunting? The answer is almost always no, except when we're talking about big bears 
And maybe sometimes if we're talking about areas that have large uh, active wolf populations. But even then, like I've said, the majority of the time these encounters occur, it's after you've killed something. But if you're out hunting and you are killing things, then you are putting yourself into that category. So should you carry and when should you begin carrying uh, an additional gun? Well, I'm not a huge fan of the additional gun. Um, you know, except in the scenario of the large bear where, you know, if a bear jumps you and knocks you down and knocks the rifle out of your hands, then having, you know, a 44 Magnum strapped across your chest or, or having a 10 millimeter Glock strapped on or across your chest or on your waist may be the only way you're able to get your hands on said firearm. And that does happen, and it is significantly rare and, and very rare for it to occur. But in those kind of scenarios, you know, a sidearm is valuable. Uh, for pretty much anything else, having just a gun is all you really need the, the vast majority of the time. Now, take all of that information that I just gave you, uh, you know, keep it. But what you want to do is check with the locals in whatever area you intend to hunt. You know, talk to the game commission, talk to the hunting guides, ask them about that area now. Okay, you know, talk to them about that area now and see what they recommend and go with that. All right. That is the best thing you could possibly do is talk to your local game commission, your, your local conservation officer, local guides. What do they recommend? How do they say you can and should be kept safe? What do they tell you to do? do? They tell you to go out with bear spray. You should go with bear spray. If they tell you to go out with bear spray plus, you should go with the with bear spray plus. If they tell you don't go out, well, then you shouldn't go out. If they tell you everything's fine, then you can be pretty sure everything's fine. So all the information I gave you today is good overarching general guidelines and information for most scenarios. But the most important information should come from your local law enforcement, local game commission, and then local hunting guides to understand what it's like wherever you plan to hunt at the time of year you plan to be there. You know, through much of the year, bears hibernate. You don't have to worry about them. They're a non-issue. Other parts of the of the year, uh, you know, certain game, just not, not a concern. But you want to know what it's like when you're going to be there and what they recommend. And that is the best advice to keep you safe. But the vast majority of hunters do not need to be afraid of predators, whether they're hunting predators or hunting something else. And if you're not sure if that's you, then you need to talk to the locals and find out for sure. So I hope this episode is helpful for you guys. Hope it's interesting. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Leave me some feedback. Would love to hear from you. Head to iTunes. Consider leaving a five-star review with comment to help grow the show and reach more people. Till next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. God bless you, and go get them in the woods.